Good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, as you can see, uh, well, Kev's disappeared, but it's just me on my own today. Uh, Mike and Lance um, are otherwise engaged. Um, so we have one of our spuds with us, Ash. He's going to give me a hand because um, I can't manage it by myself. Um, and we are joined by the lovely guys from Defiant as normal. Uh, we've got James and Kev. Um, so we'll be running through some questions with those today. Um, if you have any questions, please pop them in the comments with a queue in front um, and we'll try and answer as many as we can get through. Um, so uh, where, where should we start this off then? Not used to this now, being in charge. Normally uh, <laughs> in that chat. You're, yeah. I was in trouble. <laughs> um, do you want to just go around and introduce yourself so just for any of our new listeners quickly? Uh, we start off with Ash, just quickly. You're right there, guys. I'm Ashley, obviously. Um, find me on Instagram under One League in UK Pegasus. Uh, if you've got any questions, feel free to ask me there. But um, I've been doing Airsoft for six years now, and I've been sort of working in the background with the NoFi guys, trying to keep things running smoothly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And you guys, I suppose, I'll let you fight amongst yourselves. Who wants to go first? Boss, boss goes first. Boss goes first. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say, you know, oldest can go first, but um yeah okay so anyway i'm i'm james um sort of found, founder of define events from fuck knows how many years back now a little while ago um yeah we we run a myriad of different event types from mil sim we might think about breaking into battle sim in the future but that's a subject matter we can cover later um yeah from full-on force on force to immersive mill sims we don't run one a month you know we're not that frequent we fit this into our lives as a as a what the fuck are you doing we you know we, we fit this into our lives practically as a hobby right we do this for fun um which is really fucking sad to be fair but yeah um we just run the events that we'd want to play yeah i think james said it perfectly um i met james through um him running events on my local site um defiant had, had been running beforehand and defiant had stopped um and i sort of took james we went to different events around the country for a bit of time and I'm the silly bugger that convinced James to to, to bring Defiant back and restart Defiant. So I do apologise in advance for what Defiant has done. I'd thrown in the towel and packed it in and, and he was like, oh, let's come and go do some events and rah, rah. So we went on and did, did a few events around the country and then it was like halfway through the lockdown period, he went, you had the right idea. You could just do with some help. Would you do it again? And I've nothing else better going on at the time, <laughs> and now I'm stuck. Yeah. So you know, literally, you guys started these live during, during lockdown, and we actually started yeah. defying. We started defying yeah. again at that point as well because we got chatting, and you know, James was working with another guy, Nathan, was a really good friend with Nathan still, and I then said offered to help out, and it just it's just grown from there. So yeah, it has grown in what four years that is now, James, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sort of, yeah, we 
Defiant was a thing a couple of years before that, but it was it was definitely a lot smaller. Um, coming out of lockdown was like the rebirth, but it was yeah, it was uh, it was fast, almost too the phoenix, fast. The phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I just want to say hello to Marky Mark, Operator Broadsaw, Kenny, uh, Tony Pony, uh, James, James L. Uh, pretty sure you knew uh, Oscar Rage Standard. Hello, Rage. Um, <laughs> uh, Land Nav Challenge, Daz, Ryan, uh, Bushki, Bushy, G1G, uh, joining us on uh, what is it, stream, Twitch, uh, whatever that Twitch. purple Twitch, Twitch, yeah, uh, yeah, our, our one subscriber to Twitch. Perfect. Thank you very much. Oh, I suppose we've got, we do actually have some news, don't we, that we need to cover. So uh, let's move over to that. If I can find it. It's not working. It's not working. There we go. Right. <laughs> News. This is why I shouldn't be given admin privileges. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. we'll blame blame Mike. It's fine. Yeah, we'll blame Mike. Mike, <laughs> Mike and Mike, Mike and Lance in his top knot. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, so Ash, you had some uh, charity news. Uh, that yes. you want to speak about quickly. So, um, same weekend as No Froze event and Defiance event of Macaroon, um, Combat UK are going to be hosting a weekend charity event for Ollie Talks Airsoft up at Gunman Tudman. Uh, that's going to be camping, um, small disco, I think they said they're going to have like, night, night games and stuff like that. So, if, you, if you're not on either of these two events, Jump on that and get out for the weekend, have some fun, and raise some money for a good cause. The poor blokes um, needs all the help. Yeah, definitely. Right now, yeah. So if you haven't got any uh, plans uh, that weekend, or if you can't come to either of our events because they might be too far for you, there's another uh, skirmish event for you. Um, I think your event is fully booked now, isn't it, guys? Your one oh, on yeah. that weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it is Machiavellian and Charlie. Um, yeah, no, it's low low number event anyway uh, due to the style of event. But yeah, it is it is booked up. Yep, and our blue four is booked up. Um, I think there might be a random ticket left that you might need to just drop Lance or myself uh, a message because uh, I think someone might be dropping out. Um, but there are still a few places left on the uh, op four side um and if you're interested in coming along and trying it for a different style event um we do have some civ pop uh location uh openings as well um if you don't really want to get involved as such as a pew pew uh pew pew is that a word is that a pew pew well, it Ridiculous. Um, I, I, I do that. I, um, I'm shit at shooting, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
laugh around all day and live in the woods. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they got some good tasking. So yeah, um, lots of. I also um, frontline events having a, uh, an event on that weekend. Um, That's a busy weekend, isn't it? It is massively busy. <laughs> so if you're an airsofter and you're not at an event that weekend, you need to rethink. Yeah, you like have a good excuse. You've got to have a good yeah, excuse. What are, you, what are you guys up to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the other big news that um, we've all been chatting about behind the scenes um, is the Milsim West changes to their, um, would you say, Op4 roles? Their, or their militia. Yeah. Their their militia. militia. yeah. Um, which, which is more is... of a... I guess you you would maybe call it up for in the UK if mm. if that opposing force was a a civilian uprising or you know more of a civilian centered faction. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think you you've had a bit of a read there's the YouTube video as well. Um that I think all three of us are uh, Kev, have you seen it yet? I've or... seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's quite interesting. So, Kev, like, I was thinking about making changes to our rules and sort of like sort of debating it internally uh, within Defiant, and um, then Milton West had come out and gone, "Nah, you yeah, know, we're, we're going to do the first update that we've done in seven years." And I was like, "Fair play." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while. So um, there's some interesting rules on what they can have on their weapons, isn't there? Um, so then only allowed one attachment. Um, yeah, that, yes. So you can only have a torch or a optic. You can't. So yeah, there's both. there's a bit of confusion around this, right? Because they've said one attachment, but what what is an attachment? Because technically, a magazine is an attachment. A sling is an attachment. Yeah. And I think what they're, what they're aiming for is not to have Gucci'd up riffs with all the mod cons. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, take it as I, I personally would take it as electronic attachments. So I wouldn't be running a peck, a red dot and a torch. I'd be running yeah, just you'd one be. of those. You know? no, yeah, no, and obviously, that. obviously in that YouTube video we all watched, probably and he mentioned about like foregrips and stuff like that it's, it's a big part of how someone holds a gun isn't it mm. so it can make it a bit tricky if yeah, you're really used to something it is a big part of how somebody holds a gun now but look back to the 70s 80s didn't exist well if no, it did exist it's it highly modified yeah. but yeah so it, it doesn't stop you from using a weapon does it no, no. But back in the primitive days, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin um, Zero, far yeah. <laughs> my space is gone, you know. Yeah, <laughs> say um, that grand thumbs. I've seen these oh, teasers for the famas. Yeah, even more abusive than the eighty new... one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you watched his new one about the Ukrainian? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. The British bite, he likes the F word, doesn't he? <laughs> he was like, you could see them going, oh, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> I, I, I did scroll or quickly flick through the comments to see if I could spot any comments about the Brit guy and, and his love for swearing. But uh, yeah. no. <laughs> but no, that's that's another really interesting video. Um, that is, yeah, that is definitely um, one to put on the watch list for, yeah. for this week. 
yeah, yeah after after watching us and some of the kit that they're using as well um like the kit breakdown at the beginning of the video was oh, i actually thought it was really good i i thought that the the talk about the drone usage the um the, the drone protection that they use on trenches mm -hmm. and how they react to drones was interesting as well as and i know it's not applicable to airsoft but the difference between western and russian artillery in in, yeah. in its in its deadly nature you know that basically western pardon the pun but blows the shit out of it um yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting realization. Mm. Yeah, if you if you haven't watched it yet, definitely head over to there uh, and, and give that one a watch. Um, have you guys got any other news at all? I think that was kind of it that we covered. Um, well, we we kind of I mentioned it to you earlier. We're out the back of Shot Show twenty twenty four now. Where oh, yeah. Most of the big most of the big companies that do all their video stuff, they put out their media. Yeah. There was nothing, nothing in it this year that made me think, "Oh, you know, I can't wait for that." I mean, yeah, there was there was certain elements from um, Hollow Sun, but they, I mean, they teased that last year. It's just, it's not out yet. You know, the thermal overlays and the night vision um, mm -hmm. optics—they're coming, um, and they do look really good. Um, and the price point, I think, is is really good on it. Um, it's very competitive, it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it'll never be as good as a dedicated thermal or dedicated night vision unit, but it does bridge a gap there that, that I think is quite interesting. Um, but yeah, other than that, what else was there? Oh, there was a pair of shoes I like the look of. They weren't Crocs. Crocs, no. Yeah. Chicken. But yeah, that was, about, that was honestly about it. Yeah, I was uh, I was I was chatting to I just got one of my guns service that done at Combat South got it shipped back today. I was chatting to them last night as they shipped it back, and they were talking about the new system of PTWs. All right, yeah. Changes there. All right, I don't know if anyone had heard of them. So they've um, they've not made the whole guns to sell as of yet, but they've changed. So basically, if you buy the if you buy the the new system gearbox as well, which is the old 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 uh, PTW gearbox. And the motor was in the hand grip. They've now changed the motor also into the gearbox, so you can now use any hand grip you want. It looks as if they've resolved a lot of the previous problems with the PTWs with motors and and bushings and whatever else with these new um, laws for um, the systemers. They've not yet got the full gun. So a lot of guys, um, the question now is: Do the systemers come back into vogue by the new gearbox? Put it into your old shell and then re revamp and rework the old system of ptw so potential that system of ptw so, might make more of a return to the scene again so they've effectively shrunk down an m249 gearbox <laughs> effectively uh, no not really in. so no? they've turned it into a brushless motor now it's all internal um with electronic sort of trigger sort of system and stuff like that but yeah no it's, it looks very interesting there's another company that's kind of cloned it and tried to do something similar as well i can't remember the name of them now but they, they i think they've kind of gone quiet a little bit yeah i think it's definitely something people will be looking out for to see you know the first bits that come around first bits that come into the uk first people using them it's going to be interesting that could be you know recalls and, and recalls and gas guns have really become on vogue over over the last like you know james smell and his gas guns there 
over the last <laughs> of like twelve to twenty four <laughs> months. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe the old PTWs might actually make a bit of a resurgence onto the market. But at price point, I think if you're talking about this new gearbox, is going to be pretty much the price of an old PTW itself. Um, but you might be able to revamp your old PTWs with these gearboxes. So yeah, it could be interesting. Uh, people have maybe you know because you you see PTWs bought for sale for like six seven hundred pounds now because people know there's lots of cost to refurbish and redo motors as well. So it might be interesting to see if um they come back in vogue over the next 12 months or something so yeah keep going to keep an eye on that it'd definitely be interesting to watch yeah uh i think that's it for the news let's crack on with talking about define uh let's close the news then right news There we go. Done. Easy. Seamless it was. Um Perfect. Like a professional. It was, yeah. <laughs> Jane, um Mike's probably sitting there turning in his grave, going oh, I'm redundant, I'm redundant. <laughs> yeah, I was saying Mike who? I mean Yeah, Mike <laughs> I've got to keep a level of standard though, haven't I? It's low, but we can maintain it. Yeah, yeah. It is low, and I can take it lower if we need to. So, yeah. <laughs> I think we're the right company tonight for that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's a dark pit tonight. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, we have you guys on, which are we shall refer to you as Defiant Events as a whole. Um, and you've got uh, uh an event obviously running uh in the next uh week. No, a couple of weeks, isn't it? Jesus. Uh, don't uh, when is it? It's the end of March. That's it. It's the end of March. It's, it's the one that you're talking about. So we've got our Machiavellian event, which is our mm -hmm. our reconnaissance-based specialty, low-number, uber-hardcore, hard-as-nails kind of event. And then we've got what uh, you know has, has undoubtedly caused a bit of a stir within the Milsim scene is our uh, event called Lelokin, which is uh, Longmore UTC in Hampshire. Yep. Congratulations as well, by the way, for getting hold of Longmore. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a fairly long, I don't want to say fight. It was me just getting frustrated with the amount of emails, shit talk, administration mm. and non-movement. But we got How's there eventually. Jaw? How's your jaw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've still got still got gravel in my knees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Clamps up now and again. <laughs> you know, there's there's uh, obviously with um we've talked about the videos of Ukraine, there's a there's a lot of training still going on on UK sites um to up upskill and train Ukrainians. Um there's still a bit of a backlog for British forces. And it was only recently that they made an announcement that they were opening up um, the sites for like cadets and um, you know hi, you know hires towards other companies and events. So we've obviously been in touch with um, Landmark, um, different areas, different sites and parts of the country, um, different event organisers have used uh, Longmore in the past, and some are now are not, not working in that in that field anymore. Um, so we 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 made the initial approach. And we sort of kept in touch, as James said, it's frustrating. Um, 
and obviously when you when we got the site visit there's then a, another huge pile of paperwork comes james's way to fill out from that as well so um yeah. you know it's it's you know it's a it's a it's a bureaucratic process um you know and i say the, the day we went to do our sort of site visit on there and and get the tour around and be given the safety brief and everything off of them um there was our military unit on there and they had been bumped the day before for ukrainians or the very day before they literally bust a couple of coach loads of ukrainians to do a day's uh, fibia training on the site and the british army unit were actually kicked off the site while the ukrainians did their training so you know we we, we face that i think anyone using mod sites at the moment faces that as well so you know we've got our dates um hopefully they'll run um but you know we've um we've, we've got no really good plans for them yeah. so i hear there is some what would you how would you class it Cons controversy controversy controversy, controversy over your because you've also made some rule changes for uh well, or we, adaptations we, we we tend to change our rules or elements of our rules dependent on the event that we're trying to run okay because if it's an immersive event we change the rules around slightly to say yo task force can have this and op four can have that or they can't have this depending on the scenario mm -hmm. um and there are some people that didn't agree with some of the rules that were implemented for our local event and if you haven't looked into what that event is it's it's based upon eco-terrorism and, and effectively a uk a uk-based civilian uprising against government facilities and personalities right or people it's almost a bit like so, milson um, west there's yeah. almost a, a militia element to it effectively and mm -hmm. you know some of the downgrading that they've done um you know we've not not because we read theirs we we thought and james J J J james always puts out uh, polls on instagram about you know people's ideas and a lot of our community came back to us and said that they wanted an event like this now that was uh, as a task force or as an op four they came out saying they wanted that different type event um and yeah you know i think the fight's always responded to what people want and yes there's been comments that oh it's not normal um but you know we sold out both sides very very quickly um on the day as well so you know people it was more than just yeah. comments, right? Uh, I mean, like... Yeah. So, yeah. I'm being diplomatic. This is live, though. No, you? no, fuck them. <laughs> you can be live. You can say what you need to say, guys. We are your platform for abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I will be. I will be. You know, you know what I'm like. I'll say it how I see it. Um, the, um, yeah, so the rules that we, we implemented is we, we didn't allow machine guns on either side, although we are allowing a small number of mounted machine guns for task force. Uh, and we weren't allowing head mounted night vision for opful. Okay. Simply because if you think about yes, yeah, obviously the whole scenario is fictional, but we'd like to think that it's maybe slightly plausible. Um, believe it or not, milsimers are probably the, um, the exception to the rule that, not everybody, every civilian in the UK owns night vision and thermal. 
you know. Yeah. Um, I wonder why they don't, you know, but never mind, you know. <laughs> because they're a lot smarter and make better decisions with their finances, right? Um, so, don't yeah. And, well, that was that was a majority of the. Oh, and the, you know, we didn't allow things like mortars and r- remote debts and stuff like that for task force. And mm-hmm. the questions I was getting it was like, why? It was like, well, because the UK police probably aren't going to mortar <laughs> civilians. <laughs> Maybe you know, and, and obviously the, the the reason around the night vision is, as explained, is is it's a little bit far fetched to have. An opposing force that meant to be spawned from you know, a civilian background suddenly wearing all ops corps helmets jpc's night vision it's a little bit too far so we said you know no plate carriers if you're going to have a bag it's got to be a civilian style bag you can wear we allowed one item of dpm or mt1 so you can throw in that kind of northern ireland-esque ira look if you wanted to um but yeah, that was that was the idea around it. People that disagreed with that are people who they're basically. They're, I don't think that they are immersive milsim players. Okay, mm-hmm. they might be milsim players, but that's more of a um, force on force, you know, a combat mission, something like that, rather than an event that is more about the build up. You know that immersing yourself in a situation and that escape from reality um and they just want a scrap ultimately a lot of them just want to kick the snot out of task force come nighttime right not (laughs) play the role okay um and basically lay loken is not an event for them they can Mm -hmm. book off any skirmish site they want and kind of do their thing and do exactly what they want okay but lay loken is not the event for them we may run events in the future. In fact, we plan to run events in the future that will be more to their suiting. But Leia Loken is not one of them. So yeah, there was there was all kinds of crap kicking around online from WhatsApp groups and the DMs that I was getting that were somewhat rude, um, telling us that we were being stupid and that we haven't got a clue what we're doing and all that sort of stuff. I was like, ah, we sold out, mate. So. <laughs> So you know, it's, it's, it's um, the the, ter- the term I would use as well, and it's like okay, you know, James does James predominantly this task force for for defiant. I predominantly do opt for for defiant as well. Um, at even a, at a red tide event with police and rules engagement or the local or anything that we've done before, there's there's extra requirements that task force have got to do, like you know, um, patrolling, stag duties, whatever. So there's a lot of extra task force have to do. I'd say across the community, across different event organizers, there is a uh, less of a desire to do that standard task force part there is. because op four is easier because you've got under mm. no controls. You can do as you want. You can put your night vision on. You can dress up like you know thirteen hours uh, and whatever else and go out and do your bit and smash task force. Run around with a cut down stone. Yeah, the number of guys that contact yeah. guys. Now, James said we, we, we had the haters. A number of people have contacted like, contact, contact us and said, like, finally, a traditional task force, finally, yeah. a traditional event. So, yeah, it's, it's the first for us. You know, will there be, you know, there's a red tide four this year. Will there be a little look into? We have no idea. Or will there be a summer event? You know, we, we'll take it from there. But, you know, I, I think I must admit, is, you know, I'm, I say the four groups I'm in as well, guys, are 
you know, they're not doing the cut down stoners, they're not doing the plate carriers, they're sitting thinking, right, okay, what sort of trips can we create? What sort of IDs can we trade? You know, what can we do? How does this work? How can we use well? And guys are, guys are thinking that way for this event, whereas beforehand they'd go, How you we know, get, how yeah. yeah, so they yeah. go the stone at the stone. So the, the yeah, they're more thinking that. There. Yeah, they're more thinking about that um, non-conventional warfare. You know how how to get around, how to abuse ROEs, how to get away with things than they mm. are about having a toe-to-toe fight because they wouldn't win a toe-to-toe fight, which is which is rea- realistic for the scenario that we've set up. I think if you look back at Milsim over the last couple of the years, certainly there has been more of a shift towards up for like like Kevin said, and it's simply because I believe it's easier. It's got less controls over it. You don't have to stag. You don't have you don't have to go through orders and all of the other stuff that goes with mm-hmm. task force. You've got no ROE. Yeah. You know, you literally go, oh, I've got my gun and there's contact. I'm going for it. Right? It's as simple as that. And I'm so going to eat something. I'm going to stop. I'm going to eat something. I'll put my night vision on. I'm going to shoot them again at night time. Yeah, it has become yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's got to a point that Op Four have all of the benefits and none yeah. of the drawbacks of task force mm-hmm. experience. Okay. Yes. And we just weren't selling task force in general. It was selling, but a little yeah. bit slower. Um, not this time. No, I mean we did really we did change up some things. We changed the uniform rules to allow black kit. We allowed more civilian style kit with plate carriers, kind of in alignment with the Liverpool or Manchester um, counter terrorism um, things we saw. Um, so I think that might have helped slightly, but ultimately it's because we leveled the play- playing field. Yeah. So do you think this might be a because obviously it. it- it's coincidence again that you guys have moved in that direction, and so have Milson West, which are on obviously the other side of the pond. Do you think this could be a move towards that that style of rules becoming more popular with um, so. event organisers? I, I think so. I know there's like you've mentioned already, you had problems filling task force. I know there's other Milson companies out there that are having the same problems everybody is flocking to up for for the same reasons you've said it is easier you can dick around more and just just get away with a lot more can't you it's, it's not strict and it's not it, it's more chilled experience definitely yeah. mm. um but yeah it, that's it's... one thing that i'm not is very chilled <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I always saw task force the Milsims that I've done, because unfortunately I haven't done many of your events, I've done Red Tide and that's about it. So I need to do a lot more of them in the coming months and years. But the ones that I've done, Task Force normally tends to also be the newer players to the Milsim side as well, because they've already got all the multi-glam and stuff like that. And it's kind of a shame that they're kind of not seeing the full aspect of it because everybody's just going off for crash on. Okay. I wouldn't say you're 100% correct on that. I think you get a good smattering of, of new players on both sides. You get people doing Op4 because it is that bit easier and you don't necessarily have to have all the kit. You can mix it up with a bit of civilian kit, etc. Um, yes, you do get task force guys that are new to it coming out of that skirmish environment going into Milsim. Um, myself and Kevin do what we can to be nurturing to that aspect. Mm. Um, but you also get those guys that have been 
doing it for a very, very long time and gotten very, very good at it. So it's broad. You know, the guys that, that book on either side can, can be extremely broad. We also get guys that flip between teams. They're not up for for life. They'll look at the scenario and go, oh, I fancy doing something different. Yeah. You know? So do you think I this think could... I... Sorry. Do you think this could move on to more extreme versions of the rulings? Because um, I know like myself and James have had a little chat about um, uh, a 13 hours sort of uh, rules where they literally have AKs with no optics or anything at all or a, a weapon platform. Do you think that could start moving forward for more extreme I would never run I mean Kevin and I have talked about 13 hour style events and you can't do a 13 hour event within Milsim mm. not with more than 8 people on task force um, but <laughs> you, you I mean you can put that you can put that vibe into certain situations but you can't base it purely on that mm -hmm. um but yeah, just going back to what you said though, yeah, we did we did op Irene um based on the you know the uh, Operation Gothic Serpent or the Battle for mm -hmm. Mogadishu, you know, the Black Hawk Down story. We did that and all of our op four in all civilian kit, no Gucci weapons, no Gucci optics, no night vision, no nothing. I mean, the respawn rules were entirely in up force favor let's be fair because it because it had to be because we had to simulate several thousand compared to you know uh, you know we had to simulate that ratio but it was it was a cracking event um we didn't actually charge up for any money for for, for that event they were all kind of hand-picked or invited to come along because we wanted to make sure that they were playing the right game they were they were effectively there as role players with a weapon mm -hmm. right basically it was, to it run was at, pretty much like, it was like machiavellian wasn't it it was like machiavellian it, it, it was machiavellian with a lot more steroids yeah yeah, yeah 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 um and they did a fantastic job now they also really enjoyed themselves and i think a number of them enjoyed the simplicity of what they were doing um but I'm not entirely sure there would be a market for say for going, hey, book on no night vision, no plate carrier, no Gucci kit on your weapon, and walk at task force and die. Yeah, that's just not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I think there has to be so the 13 hours one, I don't think would ever work, right? There I, I believe that you can you can lessen op four's capabilities technologically or, or however that's absolutely fine to do as long as at some point those underdogs get the upper hand right because that's what mm -hmm. everybody that books in as op four wants to do is to be their anarchist that gets the upper hand right and that's that's what a lot of them pull their um pull their enjoyment from well it's like rage rage mentioned a minute ago um he said oh uh uh where is it there is uh ultimately james you can't please uh everyone all the time if you weren't doing something right people wouldn't attend to your events let them moan uh pointless arguing with people oh uh, yeah so I mean, you are I, I, i'm not saying that 
we do make mistakes and we will make mistakes. So, you know, this is the first event that we've run at Longmore. No doubt we'll take away some some learning points. No doubt. Every day is a school day. But we, we yeah. do always learn and we and and where applicable, where we can, we implement changes. Yeah. Um, just going on one of Rage's comments again as well, he's said about nods and thermal rules that uh, restricting attachment and weapons only affects aesthetics. Um, completely understand that. But so Milson West, what someone said was seeing that weapon at distance and seeing only one optic on it or something like that, letting my D people a bit easier as well. So that's the sort of thing they're aiming for with that, I think. Not that it's Gucci guns or anything like that. It's just purely to try and ID people easier. The, pro the problem they were seeing at Milson West is that everybody would turn up in cry M81s and, and the full plate carriers and helmet and and players militia See, that thing about that, like Marsoc, yeah is Milson West has been for a long time that you don't wear full plate carriers but it never got enforced properly so I it's one of those things it's, it needs to be enforced if they're going to keep doing it definitely absolutely I think that think they're they're going to be a lot tighter on it. Yeah. And we, we, we could face the idea of our, our, our first event, um, Longmore, something rocks up and something does, and that's the case of either go and change or you're playing on the other side. Yeah. Just go with, just do what Chris does. Just don't turn up with trousers and let someone supply them for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to implement a trouser rental program. Chris wasn't the first time that we had to lend out trousers. No. Oh. Well, when I talk There's about someone that, else, I, yeah. Well, <laughs> so there was two sleeping bags that were forgotten that weekend when it got down to the minus figures. Right. So Chris, Chris was one of them. Um, but when we did our Irene event in September last year, we had two people turn up: one in Multicam Tropic and one in DPM. Despite that, and we thought we were being pretty loose with the rules here because we pretty much allowed any <laughs> desert color. But you got two fuckers looking like they're about to storm the jungles. Um, yeah, it was um, so we we had to lend them kit which wasn't returned for a number of weeks afterwards in some instances, but that's why I said I'll just bring Krylon or cam cream. So next time Chris <laughs> lets his trousers, he can just cam cream his legs up. <laughs> just a rattle can from Halfords and just, <laughs> just, just spray him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which fights are you, black or tan? Yeah, look, here you go. Look, here he is. Look, bugger. <laughs> yeah. Um. So obviously you've got a lot of events um coming up this year. Um you've obviously secured Longmore. Um have you got any uh plans of, of style of events uh, that you're thinking of doing for there? Is there anything you can give us any sneak peeks or ideas on at all that you might be have floating around in those noggins of yours? So the two the two, oh, the, the, the two that we've put a bit more thought into are obviously the idea of our a Machiavellian. James has already put down the idea of doing a Machiavellian at Longmore. And James has also alluded to the idea of more of that force on force event uh, mm -hmm. on Longmore as well. So those are the those are the two other areas that you know people want force on force where green can wear the plate carrier and green can wear the night vision. Um, 
but we'd balance it up that it's going to be a that. civilian. I think that's a shit idea. <laughs> yeah, you said it. it was your idea. It would be a case of instead of them having the the advantage of um, coming out as a civilian and whatever, they would have to be in a combative position. So it would be effectively an invasion of tan versus tan invades green or green invades tan uh, for that event and have to set up a foothold in the village and and you know gain gain grounds. I think so. It would be a, a peer on peer conflict. Okay, aka what's happening in Ukraine sort of idea, something of that sort of nature, to equal size forces or you know, equally capable forces and a head to head combat. So that's one that's one idea. And another one is um we've done Machiavellians that have always been sort of urban uh, and whatever else, but actually sorry, we've done a Machiavellian that have been sort of rural, I should say, sorry, but actually bring a Machiavellian into an urban event as well. So that's the that's the so, two yeah. really strong ideas we've got. And, at the moment. And, and uh, an urban Machiavellian would not only be kind of like urban sniper hides and OPs, but we would also include covert work. So basically, moving around a civilian populace as an undercover person, doing that covert surveillance role. Wow! Yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be awesome. Got, got, some, yeah, got some good ideas. We got some some really experienced people advising us on on what to do there um there is should i be saying this no i'm going to say it anyway there is some covert surveillance stuff going on within leilokin as well you know being ukasf and um no not so covert <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, it's in the situation brief, and if Op4 yeah. ain't looking for him already, then <laughs> yeah. it should be. If you haven't read your briefing, then I can read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting to read that out on the day, mate, so I know what's happening, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, we've got, um, yeah, we've got we've got Raid in June as well, up at mm -hmm. HQ, as well as uh, Red Tide 4, we're on now. Um, but yeah, uh, also, yeah, dotted out throughout the year in terms of Longmore, we've got Lailokin. We have a date in July, although I can't remember what the actual dates are. We have a date in July, um, which the, the plan is to do that near peer adversary um, scenario. We then have a date, which is two weeks after Red Tide 4, um which is early october i think it's 12th of october or something oh yeah so that's it it's, it's my anniversary isn't it yeah um <laughs> it's 12th of october um my anniversary um not ours james's and his official other half not i, was, I thought uh, yeah. yeah oh james and kev's what? anniversary <laughs> sometimes i think i spend more time with kevin <laughs> um, but that's um because of the the period because it's so close to red tide at this stage we're thinking that we may might do that as more of a battle sim okay now this is all, mm -hmm. all obviously yet to be confirmed and dates could still change or be pulled from us you know but if that goes ahead it's likely to be more of a battle sim it could be a battle sim weekender. It could be either a Saturday or a Sunday. It could be a collab event. It could be. We're not yet sure. We are. We are. We are building on that one. 
Um, it could be sort of training related, team related Saturday training and it, uh, battle some on the Sunday or vice versa or something it, like that. Exactly right. But we feel that if we were try tried to run two immersive events within that close proximity of time, we'd be putting out inferior events. So we, we mm -hmm. don't want to do that. Therefore, we need to make one of those events a little bit simpler um, to put together, run and manage. So um, basically, a battle sim becomes our cop out. Hey. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, think, I think I think I think doing Red Tide Five two weeks after Red Tide Four might not go down very well, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've, um... Red Tide Five, the follow through, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you do have different styles of events that you run um, that yeah. that you started to work on individually. So obviously, um, you, you, you're on Red Tide Four now, so that's obviously a long running um, storyline. Um, ne never intended to be. I never wanted um, to do. Series of events, yeah. Um, and then you've got your um Machiavellian uh events, uh, which yeah. are a little bit more uh hardcore and extreme. Um, and you just obviously you've said you've run uh Raid, um, which was a Actually, battle sim sort so of so yeah. We idea. had some questions about Raid. Obviously, we did Raid in November of last year, and we've got it planned for June of this year. Um the question came through earlier on is raid going to be an annual event and we we hope so um yeah we we do hope so uh, and yeah I, I would say that it is more of a battle sim it's 24 hours you know it is a full no breaks all gas kind of a an event um but it is less serious in that you don't have you know command chasing you down you know you've got everything that you need to do within that 24 hour period written down with it you know with your, your time scales and stuff on it so you are you're less reliable uh, reliant on things like comms and command and stuff like that you can pretty much do your own thing within your group but there are certainly some milsim or or, or some some more stringent milsim elements to it and it's it uses our same standard rule set that we use on all of our events so, mm -hmm. so still no high caps no cut down fucking stoners and shit like that but yeah i'm, ju I'm just saying, sorry sorry with, sorry, with you sorry. saying raids more of your battle sim does that mean peer-to-peer -peer is going to be a bit more intense and mill simmy yes in comparison yeah, yeah. so it's going to yeah. be a bit stricter and everything like that yeah yeah so a peer-to-peer -peer or near-peer event would still be an immersive event where you where you'd have your command structure you have all of those elements you'd be given objectives either by comms by you know physical orders or you'd have follow-up missions something like that as opposed to having a document that says at two o'clock you are doing this at three o'clock you are doing this right and so there's the big difference but i think i think red uh, raid is a great it's it's good for people that want that kind of event if you want the opportunity to have 24 hours of trigger time raid is raid is what you want you know um if you want to be absolutely self-controlled and not not really get chased down by anybody to do x y and z go and do raid you know because mm -hmm. as long as you operate within our rule set i want to be pretty chill all weekend which makes a fucking change right 
Yeah, yeah, anyone would say that you're angry. <laughs> it does sound a bit angry. <laughs> Where's your patch, James? Your, your official patch. We need it for the live. Hold it up, you know. Yeah. Where's it gone? on the back of the chair. <laughs> so, not as if he planned this. Oh, it's not. It's on my other jacket. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I don't get angry. Just passionate. Apart from me and Mike, just walk, yeah. <laughs> Apart from me and me and Mark walk, Mark walk around the corner, and he goes, "You're not meant to be here. Go." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, what were we talking so, about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've had some questions come in. Um, I think Ash has got a a few lined up. If you. I've got a buttload of questions from one particular watcher. Oh, he's probably sent all these ones in as well. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, biggest question that actually piques my interest the most, with you getting a foothold in Longmore, does that open up possibilities of more MOD sites across the UK? Um, each MOD site is kind of managed differently separately uh, and each region of the uk is split up so although i might have the same landmark contact i still have to go and talk to a different rsm okay or a different group of people still have to do a different set of fucking paperwork risk assessments and all that sort of stuff um that's not to say that we're not doing it because we are but it's taken us an awful long time to get you know approval at Longmore, um, I don't, I don't know if or when any others will come through. We've now but, got a toe in the pond at the moment, so it's a case yeah, of like, yeah, it, yeah. But also, like we said, we've got a lot of events on this year, which is the most we've ever done within a year. And Kevin and I both have full time jobs, and this is meant to be a hobby. You wouldn't realize that James and I should both have full heads of hair through doing jobs and buying. <laughs> So yeah, again, we've keep going back to Longmore because it's a massive thing. It's been out of airsoft for too long now. It's really sort of opened up the different styles that you can go to now because uh, you've always been more woodlands other than HQ. You you now got a quite solid foothold in. No, a, we, we did camp spots available. Yeah, before it closed down. We did a little bit of urban yeah. stuff. I want to get back to the woods, though, to be honest with you. I, I like the woods. You're a fan of woodlands, are you? <laughs> yeah. Born on the trees. We'll leave die in the trees, you know? Yeah. So you're going to stay the opposite side of the train tracks to everybody else at Longmore? It, and yeah. And be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Just Kevin oh, and I in a school hole. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim's like we've now got our own out, uh, we've got our own out of bounds area there. Yeah, we have. Yeah. You'll just hear these funny noises all weekend. Uh, we hear that anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, yes, event style. I don't know that event style really would change because it's kind of the core of what we do is those immersive events, and we will we will continue to do those role play, you know, immersive events. Um, 
but you know, we we broke into raid last year as well. With we're talking about doing battle sims. Um, but if there is an event style that I'm not thinking of or I haven't considered, then um, you know, people can reach out and say, "Hey, have you thought about doing this?" Because we had a we had a guy a while back going, "Hey, we'd really like to do a pole sim." police simulation and personally mm. i don't think there is enough die-hard police simulator you know impressionists to do a a proper one nor is there enough people that want to do op for real sense of doing it where they just have to act like a civilian and get fucking dealt with and arrested or what, what have you, you know, or want, yeah yeah they still want to get that up so i don't think there is enough demand for it but that was kind of the birth of the thought process for Oplayer Loken, which is a, a kind of a slightly less realistic take on the day-to-day -day policing or pulsing, um, but enables them to get a bit of a fix. I think we're going to get some amazing loadouts and amazing guys' kits, pictures from this event. That's just being uh, silky rocks. That's just you and silky <laughs> rocks. Yeah, I've seen that before, man. I've seen that before. I think we're going to get to, you know, a lot of guys are coming to this for this first event. Some some says that we've got a complete car all done out as as, as the police would have. Um, can we use it? Yeah. Uh, will you be shooting at us? Well, we can't guarantee we've got you know seventy guys on our side with BB guns. Can't guarantee <laughs> it won't get shot at. If you're shooting at them with a BB gun, they're going to shoot back. Um, so you know. Whether they feel comfortable using that or not in the game and the event, but there's going to be so much on this event that's going to look like, you know, there was um a couple of months, a couple of years ago, there was a, a combined operation with the police and military training on Longmore. So I reckon there'll be a lot of images from this event that will look similar to that because a lot of the guys, have, you know, the investment for the guys doing task force, guys doing SAS with this sort of civvy stuff with their JPCs. And the police guys, it's going to look absolutely the much. There was there was a lot of interoperability training that went on, um, or, or it still continues to go on, uh, yeah. and it, it it will it will definitely hark back to that. Yeah, yeah. So following on from that, Les had a good question. So he said, "What's the maximum number of players you can have at Longmore, and will you sell the maximum number of tickets to coincide with that, or are you going to keep it?" Or to your own level, basically. So there is no maximum other than down to our risk assessment. Okay. Um, but we will only sell the number of tickets that we think that a site or our event plan can sustain. Because, mm -hmm. oh no, I won't say that. I'll get in trouble if I say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. hasn't stopped you know, we 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 could quite easily put we could quite easily sell 500 tickets for an event and it would be utter shite and no yeah. one would come back and we would destroy all the hard work james burn people like nathan luke all the people have worked with us over the years all the things going to make define as it is today would be destroyed if we were to do an absolutely uh, you know, I wouldn't be a substandard event. That would just be an absolute crass event, and you know we won't do that. So you know we've done this at sort of like you know the numbers we've got about fifty odd or something aside. Uh, numbers are ideal. We feel we can manage that. That's that's reasonable for us. We can we believe we can put on the, a good event for people. They're spending the hard end money, and we believe we can give them a good product at the end of that weekend. 
it's about quality over quantity. Now the quality yeah. is still yet to be seen. We could we yeah. could fuck, fuck it up. <laughs> we could fuck it up. But we we're gonna try our best not, you know. Yeah, try our best not to, yeah. Uh, that sounds good because obviously it's it's always important to have good good event instead of trying to grab as much as possible. If you know what I mean. Yeah, thank you. Um, Charlie Gaines has um, said um, maybe a reconnaissance oh, style <laughs> uh, that leads into a force on force uh, at Bramley, if that ever comes available. Would that be something that? I'm not sure that we'd ever do a follow-on from a Machiavellian. And I think there's part of as part of the Machiavellian events, it's a very, very tight community. And if you do it, you know what happened and but you don't really talk about it. You know, it's yeah. it's, well, it's, it's quite emotional really. Um so yeah, I don't I don't think I'd do that style of follow-on event. Um, but also I think that a majority of people that would then but for the direct action side of things, they wouldn't give a shit, would they? They want to know what they're mm. doing now. Yeah. They may be read into a bit of backstory, but they're not going to read into the 24 hours that fed into, or 30 hours. We tend to run Machiavellians for 30 odd hours. Um, yeah, I, I'm not seeing it, to be honest with you. Well, they they no give no well, information. And just give them a, a, an Intel book and go, there you go, that's it. You've booked on. Yeah, that's just information. a load of drawings of, of range cards. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, well, they, sure. they read the situation brief from the Mac Machiavellian, you know, what happened over that period. And go, well, that's so shit. Right? With the, yeah. guys, the guys that actually, you know, like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's the nice thing. If you try to try to do it, you, you're, you're talking about a recordance event. Say you've got, like, You've got twenty-four guys doing reconnaissance on a site. Say doing reconnaissance on um, on on Longmore, and you've got a, a task force to assault. They're going to be sitting around for the first 16, 18, 20, 24 hours doing I think, fuck I think, all. I think I think Charlie was <laughs> saying about doing it on a like, subsequent follow-on events. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But to to but be honest with you. I'd have probably forgotten what the fuck happened in the previous event before. Yeah. The thing is, it's like I think, I think, I think one of the things that come up in our chat today, the chats today, was like people talk about our events. It's like all of our events have got a, a, a story leading up to them. For a lot of people, they buy into that story. So whether a reconnaissance event has given you that information, or we write a brief that is based on a reconnaissance team, and I, you know, we've done it before, where our, our recce team's gone in on the Friday night and actually being on the ground before we've even done the safety brief on the Saturday, feeding back information to one side during an event. So you, you, you can do that events. James, I've played events for teams of that. James, I've played events where we've done that as well. We've gone in before the game starts. Uh, so you've got that recce event built into it. So, officially you know, starting early, yeah. Officially starting early as the case was, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so we've got some comments that have come in um and we'll just cover through those we've got a couple of questions um we've got rage uh saying have andy and ash murdered lance and mike to take over uh no foe no um they're shagging in a hotel at the moment from what i've been told to say um and that's all <laughs> the information i can give on that one um and then we've got uh tony who gave me privileges that'd be to me thanks mate um Harry, uh, question is the NoFo podcast sponsored by Defiant 
seems they to visit me on every month. <laughs> right, fine. Bye, guys. That's it. Not having you on yeah, again. No. Yeah, no, we, yeah, obviously, over the over the years, we've we've become close. Um, we do support uh, Defiant, um, and Defiant have supported us um, over the last year. Um, it's only fair that we keep it as amicable as possible. Unfortunately, we've both got an event on at the weekend uh, that clashes. Um, and I think everyone's disappointed that they can't go to the other one. Each other's, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> there's, been a, there's been an on-running joke where we'll go to theirs and they'll go to ours. <laughs> so, Not that weekend. Yeah, organised. You can have Kevin, right? And I'll have Lance. Yeah. As long as, as long as Lance ends up looking like Kev at the end of it, that's fine. <laughs> I'll rip that fuck around, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got um, Graded Buffalo. Ukrainian vet video was very high, uh, very highlighting. It was uh, indeed. Uh, and then we've got uh, Bilbo Leggings. A brilliant name. Uh, no gun will shoot the same. Uh, hang on, what? No, uh, no, a gun will shoot the same with or without optic. Uh, you can only take it as far as possible. If they don't like it, then they don't book on at the end of the day. Uh, so I presume that is uh, covering our little chat about weapon optics and things. Uh, rage again. Uh, PID is a person of issue, uh, not a kit issue. Uh, ultimately, friendly fire has been a component for real life conflict for so long that there has been uh, there, there has guns, been guns. Yeah. Uh, Land nav challenge. Uh, would the near uh, would the near? Oh, I'm guessing near pier be at Longmore. Near pier. Yeah. Yes, so we, does it mean pier on pier? Yeah, near pier or, or near pier. Sorry, or pier on pier. Yeah. Um, we we are we are planning to do one uh, a near pier um, event in July at Longmore. That'll be so a green task force versus a tan task force, effectively. Yeah. Will you choose? Will you just have it as colours, or will you make a storyline to it? Or oh, there's storyline. There's going to be a storyline. Don't worry. It's um, always a story. There's always a story. Yeah. Uh, and then Nicholas uh, went to last year's raid. Can't wait for the one in June. I think that's it. Rage Wicked. I, I probably had the most fun I had last year. Oh, no, that's a tough one. It was either at Raid or, or it was at your intro to Milsim event. I, had to, I, was, I was thinking about that earlier today. That was a, that was a great laugh. <laughs> that, that The intro to Milsim was a real good, real good I just day. got a good laugh. <laughs> that the after party was great as well. Yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm hoping that you guys can make this year's one because uh, we have some very exciting stuff. We are literally waiting for the MOD to sign off the dates. Um, if people want to kind of roughly pre-book it, we are looking for August, uh, first couple of weeks of August. Um, but we are waiting for the MOD to give us access to a bit of land. Um, as James and Kev know, the MOD are not the most speediest of people of um, replying yeah, what, to emails. What sites are you looking at? Uh, so uh, it would be um, Abingdon Airbase uh, uh, on the yeah. vehicle training course. Yeah. 
Um, if we can get it, um, it'll be good. We'll have some interesting training courses. So, I mean, I was looking at um, the fire training school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was looking at that one, and, and that was relatively easy to get in on, but I just don't think it would play very well for Airsoft. Everything's far too spread out. For some reason, they don't want their fire spreading from one location <laughs> to the next. I know, they really should have considered that. Um, I like the yeah. moat. I like. I like the idea of a small because they do the fire training on the small section of motorway. Well, I say small section. It's like a mile long, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. That have loads of vehicles and stuff. It may not be a mill sim, but maybe having a bit of a uh, a weird battle sim along a motorway could be quite interesting. That site would different, work. Wouldn't it? That site <laughs> would would work perfectly for a, a near soft competition. That's all I'm going to say having played on there before because it's too it's too disjointed but you could do scenarios and have teams and do a competition on that site and that could be a really really good event you mean something like an eight-man championship yeah but one run by people that know what they're talking about oh sorry you mean us <laughs> <People that's called. laughs> so when are you doing this competition yeah well, <laughs> you can't say that and then now just say <laughs> Well, no, would you talk I mean, about collabs? Like you can't, would you talk you about can't collabs? do that. That's maybe the collab we should do. <laughs> you, you, you can't oh, do, do that, that. First because you, you invite us onto these fucking lives and then ask us <laughs> questions, and we just go. <laughs> we don't. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just there is a small <laughs> spark of an idea somewhere that that vocalizes itself, right? And there's there's nothing behind it necessarily. Or maybe I maybe do. It's like we have ideas. We think we could do that. If we got this, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we well, give you the pressure spark. to actually carry yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 activate that spark of uh, imagination in you yeah. now and again, hopefully, or maybe not. Maybe we dull it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what the alcohol's for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see. I think I think I think for us this year we have got a lot to do. And for us yeah, to get I'm this, I'm not taking that anymore in 2024. I, I, you know, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get this year's events just right. And this this year, we're planning to do more events than we've ever done. Uh, if we walk out at the end of this, and we've still got customers who want to come to our events in 2025, that's fucking bonus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, what what events have you definitely got books on for, uh, or or you know that you're doing, and you've for uh 2024 um just so people can start penciling things in their diaries for this year so there's there's no definites when we talk about long war okay and can you can you share the page of our website with our event you can put up on the screen as we're chatting over that i can do yeah because you can see what we've got i'll um, I'll bring that up yeah so so there there are no definites when we talk about long war right so they could they could pull the lilocan date tomorrow if if they had reason to, um, or if Jesus comes, if, 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 if Jesus decides to bring Easter eggs on Good Friday, we're fucked. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it is highly unlikely because nobody wants to do any kind of training Easter weekend. Funnily enough, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I jumped at that that weekend. Is it's it's more or less a short thing, um, but all of the other dates are as as well. Even that one to an extent, subject to change. 
Okay. Um, the only ones that we have got absolutely nailed down is Machiavellian and Red Tide and well, Raid and Red Tide. So any, anywhere that's not MOD. Um, simply because we have a, a pretty, pretty damn bulletproof contract that we put to uh, to sites um, before we uh, book on that basically says that if they want to cancel on us, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But they they have to pay quite quite heavily. Um, let's say if if we had a, an event on an airsoft site, it wouldn't be defined that refunded your money. It would be the site owner. It'd be the lovely so, MOD. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just uh, I've just brought up your uh, website now. Uh, we'll get rid of it. Oh, we can chat to you. You can. It goes straight to my phone, which some of my work colleagues figured out the other day. <laughs> oh, right. So if anyone wants to wake up James, uh, just go onto their website. Um, <laughs> um, their website is www.defiantevents.co.uk. Um, and these are the events that they've uh, got on their website at the moment. Um, when do your bookings open for certain things? Do you do you normally give a heads up? Um, uh, ish. It, it, it's dependent on a few things. Um, obviously, we we are sold out for the next three months uh, for Machiavellian, Leilakin, and Raid. So the next. That's those three. Yeah, so the next sales opportunity will be that July one. I'm not sure when we're going to open bookings yet um, because it being an MOD site, we want to make sure that it's at least likely to happen. Okay. Um, Red Tide, we will probably open in probably July. We'll probably do it in July for Red Tide. Um, give it a good sort of three months um, and then you've got a uh, another machiavellian i see yeah so we've got the um if you go one up from there so yeah we've got another we've got another one at longmore which potentially a battle sim mm -hmm. or a collab event something of that nature so going on what we've seen from the calendar there and rage's comment um He's wondering if you are going to do a lot more other sites across the UK or if you're going to be sticking to Longmore as a focus for this year. In, in 2024, year. no, we're not going anywhere else because I haven't got the time. Or we haven't got the time. Like I said, we, we, we have full-time jobs. Um, we're busy elsewhere. This is the most events we've ever run. Um, we, we did have one more event in the calendar in August and we lost the date for that. So somewhat thankfully, to be honest with you, because I was I was struggling to to think about what to do with myself. Um, I think that was also my problem. Uh, sorry, we missed all that, Kev. Yeah, um, my head for head. Headphone dropped out. Yeah, so James was oh, saying well. the date, date in August. It's like, yeah, that's a bit of a problem because that was my wedding anniversary, I think, as well, that weekend, you know. So that was, that was always going to be a problem. <laughs> it was also the same weekend as NAF, so I really kind of wanted just to throw on a big-ass battle sim, but... <laughs> <laughs> so Rage when you do your... about next year, by the way. Yeah. Rage was more... Uh, so Rage was... Oh, mate, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing tomorrow, let alone next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So with your peer-on-peer, -peer, um, 
because I know there's a lot of interest with that. Rage is beyond desperate, I think, for for uh, for one, um, going by his six posts of requesting it. Um, what sort of numbers would you th be thinking of running for that? Would you keep them I, as equal I, as possible, or it would they would be equal? I would not be prepared to say numbers at this time, simply because mm -hmm. we have our first event there in March. And we will learn an awful fucking lot. And we yep. might say, hey, there's no way we want to put that number on again. Or actually, we could potentially squeeze a few more in. Um, so, yeah, um, wait out. Perfect. I think it's um, back to the idea of like just making sure it's like making sure the event's going to be a good event. So rather than just put people on a mod site because we've got it and we can, um, I'd, rather, I'd rather run a good small event than a shit big event. So if people have any questions for you or want to keep an eye out on uh, events, obviously you've got your um, website, but do you, you have any socials uh, or websites that, or uh, other socials like Instagram or anything that you guys watch? Yeah, we've got fantastic or... TikTok that Kevin does lots of dances on. Uh, <laughs> Some, sometimes with clothes on, sometimes without, you know. Yeah, there's... there's... There's lonely fans. We've got that. Um, what else we got? Twenty nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can reach us on Facebook. You can reach us on Instagram. Um, if you go onto our website, you can get a direct chat straight to me on the fucking mobile device. Um, occasionally, we put out links to our WhatsApp community group as well. Um, and if you are in the WhatsApp community, then great. Um, you tend to get an invite to that community if you've booked a ticket and that is where we release our tickets first as well. Yeah, well not necessarily tickets. first. We do, we do an early release uh, within there um, before it goes public. Yeah. So there, there, there's a reason. With, uh, with, uh, with, um, yeah. with Lelokan, uh, people in our community group got notification of sales first of all before they went public. So, you know, we are rewarding and recognizing people who have come to our event before who keep in touch with us. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's a loyalty and a thank you, basically. Yeah. Uh, Rage has said, uh, you've both teased me uh, with peer-on-peer -peer style event run by you. Stop teasing me. No, um, never. No. <laughs> we love Why say that? Isn't They're never going to do one now. <laughs> it's just... just a... Um, and Kenny's were, would love to see some uh, platoon-sized engagements. Yeah. I mean, oh, no. herding, herding <laughs> cats would be more likely than trying to imagine uh, trying to manage a platoon size of S. Yeah. No, well, doable. I, would, I don't think I'd want to do it urban, certainly. Yeah, uh, that would yeah. be difficult. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And we have done it um at rural events to that extent yeah um andy h has just popped in um and said uh delighted that defiant have got long more lots of amazing events over the years um and then he's put i know james and kev uh, will take this on and smash it uh, pres presumably uh there are some major logistical and administrative challenges to using an mod site um I, logistically, I, I, I logistically, it's not too bad because we've actually got a very close mate that lives about 10 minutes down the road. We're just going to dump all the shit at his house. And, <laughs> and he's not online today, yeah. yeah. No, no, he is. That was him. 
That was that Andy, I hope you've got a big drive, mate. <laughs> oh, that Andy, right? Okay, yeah, got that. Yeah, yeah. Def- Defiant is borrowing your garage for a weekend. Um, <laughs> Please Joe have a skip. You will need it, yeah. It, yeah, in all honesty, though, uh, logistically, Longmore's a hell of a lot easier than any other event that we've run simply because it's south. It's a lot further south or a lot closer to Kevin and I than stuff that we've run um, since. When did we do Red Tide? Do, that was the dog tag. That was, no, yeah, dog that tag. Was, and, yeah. Dog tag. No, Red, and, um, Red Tide, yeah, the, the, the original Red Tide, wasn't it? Yeah, the first Red Tide. Was the last tag, time yeah. that we were local. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Red, Red Tide 2 was at um, uh, Apocalypse, where we're doing uh, Machiavellian. Yeah. That was us. Yeah, but even that's nearly three hours away. Yeah, every, every event we did last year was there was no events we did last year down south. Everything, everything was up north. No, no, we did we did Machiavellian. The first Machiavellian Alpha was at Tottenham. Um, that's still that's still yeah, north. Yeah. I still count that as north because you have to cross <laughs> the Dartford. Yeah, yeah, you have to dark cross charge, dark dark charge, Yeah, that's yeah. north. That's north. Yeah, northeast that is. I, yeah, I feel offended. <laughs> I'm only so, an hour away from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, to be honest, to me, anything north of the South Downs is north. Like, <laughs> yeah. There is a there is a narrow couple of miles slip at the arse end of the country that is southern. Everything above that speaks speaks funny and puts gravy on things. <laughs> yeah. so even gravy. even funnier and even more gravy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I'm. Uh, it's getting close to time. Um, if anyone has any questions while we're just going through the last bit, uh, please phone in. We'll try and get them uh, answered. Just put a queue in front of them. Um, if you've liked the show or liked uh, James and Kev and Ash, not me, because I'm always on. If you like those guys on the uh, show, if you could just hit that like button, um, it does help us break the uh, algorithms that everyone can, seems to be smashing on things at the moment. Um and if you want to get in contact with uh, myself, um, you can always use my tag, which is uh, callsign underscore courtmaster. Um, and I'm on Instagram. Uh, Ash is on uh, onelegion.uk underscore Pegasus. James is Croc Ambassador. Um, and Kev is at, uh, uh, Kevin is at Defiant. <laughs> um, That's what it feels like all the time. If you've got any ideas or questions or anything uh, that you can't get in contact with James or Kev uh, about, you can always contact us and we will forward them on to them. Um, you can get in contact with us at, at, um, on at hotmail.com. Um, our Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo and we do have a website which is www.novemberfoxtrot.co.uk um, we also have a forum uh, which i think is rather quiet at the moment oh something that i forgot to bring up in the news uh, i know many of you are being very generous um, and contributing to our buy me a coffee um, unfortunately at the moment the buy me a coffee system is playing up a little bit um, they just want confirmation that we are a non-profit organization. Um, so they have stopped payments at the moment, but it's something that we are looking at sorting out. Uh, the banks have us down as non-profit, so it shouldn't be an issue. But as soon as they're back up and running, um, 
if you do want to make a, a donation to us, um, please get in contact with us. We do have other ways of doing it as well. Um, and we do appreciate your continued support. Um, I personally always think it's amazing that people pay for us to listen to us, really. And it, it does mean a lot uh, to help us out. Um, but yeah, uh, James, Kev and Ash, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we've got one question which I'll throw up now. Um, uh, and that is from SJP22. Uh, this is going to be my first Milsim coming up. Anything I need to know that I won't find online for Milsim in general and defiant events? Um, question to finish on. Yeah, read, read, read up, read up what's right there. Anything you're unsure about, ask, ask, ask the question to any of us. Um, and without being rude, one of James's comments he said before is. Come to an event, don't have an ego, come along, listen, learn, work, work with our people. And the ultimate rule for Milsim is just don't be a dick. And I don't mean mm -hmm. that disrespectfully, but people that come with the preconceived ideas and really come wrong. Um, but I think as a community, speak to us, get involved in the WhatsApp groups, ask any questions there. Message any of us directly if you don't want to put, put it no, public. No, no, we will no, support no, you. No, no. <laughs> All right, message James directly. Not yeah, message James uh, directly. Really <laughs> work, right? No, no, yeah. Um, I, I would say definitely read through the website first. There's a shitload of information on there. If that doesn't answer your question, uh, then every event that we run, once you've booked on, has a dedicated WhatsApp group. Okay. And you can ask it in there, right? There will be people that have done loads of defiant events in the past in there right that might be able to answer your question or myself and kevin will be in there and we can I'll answer your question there. I'll, it's better to I'll, answer I'll... a question in front of everybody else because somebody else might benefit from from your question um i i'm gonna have to say please don't come to me directly because i've had an awful lot of it recently and i'm genuinely considering about changing my number <laughs> genuinely <laughs> um also as well Is, is, he, is he's frozen. He's frozen. No, what I was going to say was obviously we have lots of um, videos and stuff um, that go into um, your first meal sim, what you need to pack yeah, and things like good, that. Um, and I can personally vouch for it. If you go to an event, uh, a, a defiant event, if it's and your you first your one, yeah, <laughs> Just let the guys know that it's your first event and they will look after you there. Um, James and Kev are always floating about. They might not be the busiest people in the world. Like they might be the busiest people in the world at that particular moment, but your section leaders and your, your section will look after you. So just don't be afraid to ask anything uh, and ask for help. Yeah. I think, I think as James said, on the, on, on, when you join the WhatsApp groups, that a lot of people will answer. If you've got a question up, people, other mm -hmm. customers and players will answer the question before we even get a chance to see it. Because uh, as you said, they've, they've come to our event before and they know what it's all about. So yeah, the community is really strong that way. Yeah, yeah don't be scared to ask the question. I, I'm quite happy to say that I think the, the elitist and somewhat abrasive attitude of Milsim in the past is fizzling out and dying. Mm -hmm. And the community in general is a lot more helpful, um, which is great to see. Definitely makes yeah. life easier for Kevin and I. 
Yes, as I was saying, our community is growing. I, I think there's like 200 plus, plus people in the WhatsApp group. Yes, you might get like the best pancake recipe, and we had that last week as well, which was quite funny. There's a lot about Rage's uh, mum in there. Loads of information about Rage's <laughs> <Yeah>. mum. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like, you know, you, there's, there's, there's lots of good stuff, but I say on each event as well, when she joined those uh, ded dedicated groups, ask you questions um and just put them in there and people if we if we don't get the question first all people will give you the answer because they've played before and they will help you out so yeah i'm glad to have you on board thank you for joining us perfect thank you very much guys um well i hope you enjoyed the show with me being in charge um we have, all right, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we do have a bit of a tradition um of uh the final words of the show um as this is probably going to be uh, a little while before we see Ash on the show again, I'm going to let him have the final words of the episode. So I've been planning this because I figured you were going to say that. <laughs> and all I'm going to say, if it's your first time ice skating, take the penguin. <laughs> take the penguin. <laughs> right. And on that note, guys, say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Stay no foe. <laughs>